Hello, and welcome to another episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Wyma. Today, I'm with uh, Godwin. Is that right? Godwin or Goodwin? Should be Godwin, right? Godwin. Okay, yeah. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I'm with Godwin. Uh, Godwin Alexander Ekanio. Did I say that right? Ekanio? Ekanio. Ekanio. I should have asked you before the show, but I was kind of in a rush to get started. Um, anyways, uh, he's a uh, freelancer on Code Magic. Uh, if you guys may not know what is Code Magic, uh, what I understand is it's basically a, a really fantastic CI/CD tool for Flutter, but also for React Native, other things like that. Um, why don't you go ahead and give a, a quick intro about yourself, uh, Godwin? Okay, um, my name is Godin Alexander Kain. Uh, I'm a technical writer and software engineer, and uh, I basically do freelance uh, technical writing uh, for. Code Magic and also a Flutter developer at NGD Soft. Yeah. Oh, so you for Code Magic, you only um, freelance for the technical part, or for something else, or also for other things? No, just um, just just the writing. Flutter articles. Yeah, just the writing. Ah, uh, that's cool. Yeah. How did you get this? How did you get this gig? I mean, that's a pretty sweet gig, just to write about Flutter all day. Um, there is a um, I'm actually I've actually been writing for um, my decided to like there's a list of um writing community um so i i went through the list and i saw code magic and i was like come on since i'm a flutter flutter developer it's really nice to like you know write um about flutter all day so i decided to check in on their career speech and i saw an opening for um, flutter technical writer and applied and i got accepted so yeah, what what was the process like? I'm kind of curious. Like, uh, actually, kind of actually, let's roll back a little bit too, right? So, how long have you been using Flutter to begin with? Like, how how well do you know it? How long have you been using it for? Um, I started um, learning Flutter during the lockdown, and that was 2020. So, I've been into Flutter for like two to three years now. So, and uh, the process wasn't so much. Uh, the only thing they requested for was a. Uh, to for other articles I've written before. Um, I write uh, across different uh, stacks. I write for Vue, write for um, React. So I, those were the articles I sent them. And yeah, they took, they said, um, okay, fine, that they were going to give me a test. And they gave me a test to write on a particular article, ask me to build an app and publish the place. So, and yeah, that was the test, yeah. But um, I think I I wasn't able to publish it to the uh, to uh, play and uh, to play store, and that was because of how ridiculously high um, you have to pay to just to be part of an um, Apple um, um, console. So I told them I wasn't able to pay for that, and they were like, "Okay, fine, we're going to give you on that test." And um, it, it was a topic I suggested when I was applying, and they asked me to write about it. So. Uh, I wrote it and they, they were like, well, they, they liked the article and then they took me in. Yeah, so that's it. Okay, that sounds like pretty cool. Are you the only writer for Flutter on Code Magic? I don't think so. I don't think I'm the only writer. But we don't happen to see, I don't happen to see others. I, I've seen many persons writing for, for um, Code Magic. For, so I don't think I'm the only one because on the blog, there are, a lot of writers stay, so I don't think I'm the only one. Okay. 
Um, I mean, how do you come up? Like, do they ask you for certain topics or do you have to come up with the topics by yourself or is it kind of a mixture of the two? Uh, yeah, it's it's a mixture of the two. Yeah, um, this one I the one you you guys happen to see was um, when I came came up with myself um, when they were asking me to like suggest if I was going to write it when I was applying. So yeah, this or after that the uh, subsequently they gave me topics to write for them. But I could actually also suggest um, if I if I'd want to write on that article that I feel is good. Now, has there been an article where you said, yes, let's, I really want to do this one, and they say, mm, no, that one, we don't like this one. Is there anything like that before, or has it pretty much been most of the things that you suggest they think is okay? Mm, no, I think is I just started with them last, let's say, last month. So um, uh, they will, I've not really suggested a lot of topics to them, because it seems they, have, they really have um, a lot of topics lined up to write about. So... After the first suggestion I made to them, um, I think that's, that has been the only suggestion I've made so far. Okay, so the article that we're talking about today is about um, multiple flavors of of Firebase, right, in one project. Isn't that right? Yeah, multi-flavor identification. Uh, Why don't we kind of step back a bit, right? I'm a little bit aware about what a flavor is, but can you help define for the audience what a flavor is? Because they may not be quite aware. And um, yeah, let's first talk about that. What is a flavor in terms of flutter? So when I mean when I mean flavor, uh, uh, it, you know, it more or less um, goes to talk about uh, just the stages of um, software, or probably the life cycle of um, software production. So, um, so let's say uh, flavors. I think it's just um, uh, just a word that was just given to it um, to these different stages of production. Uh, in, uh, in software development, where you have the development stage, you have uh, staging, and then you have production. Uh, it actually different, differs for different companies, but Flutter calls it flavors. Yeah, that's just what it is. Uh, well, I mean, I think, to, well, to me, a flavor is actually could be a little bit different too, right? So, yeah, there could be more than one different type of flavor, right? It's about configuration of the application in relation, right? Because you can maybe have a flavor for, um, like you can basically white label an application and have like a flavor for customer A and a flavor for customer B. But uh, I believe your definition of flavor is related to like the type of environment, right? Development, staging, production. Um, I think for me, it's even more vague than that, right? For I understand that flavors can also be about like maybe you have one app and you white label it. Customer A was one flavor. Customer B could be another flavor. So it's basically a way that you can like configure your application uh, and make an app from that, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But um, just like you said, um, development in this development stage. Uh, mostly that would be for, yeah, the developers, yeah, um, most especially. So flavors are just more like, um, kind of help you produce, uh, different apps for testing at different stages. Okay. Um, so from, okay. So, um, yeah, flavors, flavors are not necessarily built directly into Flutter itself that I understand, right? It seems like it's, it's a little bit more set up, right? Because there's different, ways to do this, right? There, or something like that? Yeah, uh, it's a little yeah. bit confusing. There's, there's, there's just a whole lot of crazy setup you 
you'd have to do to get uh, flutter flavors. You're up, you've been messing with a whole lot of firing. It's, it's really crazy um, how we should have to do this many things. And luckily, uh, um, um, Firebase and doing it with the Firebase is, is even worse because you would have to set up for Firebase and you have to set up for the tree um, and development environment you would want. And then after that struggle, you still have to do the same for your flutter, your flutter. Uh, it's really, really crazy. But in the long run, um, very good ventures. I don't know if you've heard of very good ventures before. Uh, I don't, have you heard of very good ventures? You, did you ask me if I heard of Very Good Ventures? Yes, yes, yes. Very Good Ventures. Yes, yes. I know Very Good Ventures. They actually were previous guests on the show. Uh, I believe it was, I can't remember uh, one of the guys' names. I think it was Jose. And um, I think maybe it's too, too uh, I'm working too much these days. I can't remember so much. But the guy who created Block Felix and uh, his yeah. his colleague, I believe, is, uh, uh, man, I forgot his name, but I believe he comes from Spain. Uh, yeah, both of them came on the show uh, a couple months ago. Uh, fantastic guests were were great guys. They those two guys actually came from BMW. Um, but yeah, I know Very Good Ventures. They're very very famous in the Flutter world, I would say. Yeah, so yeah, they created um, um, I, I think a, a package that would actually help you with those setups because after doing setup for Android, you have to do the same for um, iOS. Or I, with that package, and that was what I used um, when I was writing my article. So it makes the whole work really easy because you have to do a lot of crazy setups. You go to your build Gradle file, change a lot of things, and then you have to go to Xcode and make a lot of changes. And if, if you're not like really used to the stuff, you you could really make a lot of mistakes and and probably just get tired of the whole stuff. Or uh, very good ventures MCLI really makes it easy. Um, once you run the command, it sets up everything for you and pretty easy. And probably so what you have to now struggle with would have to be on Firebase, maybe. Yeah, Firebase used to also be a little bit painful, but I think with the CLI and the way they configure stuff now, it's a lot less painful. I mean, that's been my experience recently. Yeah, it's it's a little less painful. Um, um, at least probably... Um, the late, uh, the other versions didn't, uh, I think, and doesn't support, uh, Google authentication because what I used in the article was Google authentication. So, uh, because of the no support for Google authentication, I just had to do it manually. Yeah. But it wasn't much of a stress too. Uh, okay. But your, your article, okay. So your article, in your article, you use very good CLI. And I think one of the reasons that you use it is that, like you said, it, you can create flavors at the same time. And it does all the difficult work for you, right? You need to go into Xcode and figure that, go into the, I think it's a bail.gradle or something like that and configure all this kind of stuff. You can just use the very good CLI. Okay. Um, but you, you decided to use block though. Is there a reason why you're using block? Is that actually your favorite uh, method or is it just because that's what very good ventures uses in their CLI? Um, the truth is, um, I, while I was learning Flutter, I had a lot of issues with state management. Yeah, I, I, I tried using provider, which, um, as of then was actually recommended by Flutter, um, the Flutter community. Uh, they said it was quite easy. I, I, I tried using provider. It wasn't really easy for me. And then, um, I, I tried. And then after some time, I decided to try block after hearing about block. 
and it looks like um, Block was like really pretty going easy for me. Um, Block and Provider actually had the same um, kind of architecture, um, but it was to me it was Block was really way easier. So I I really like Block and the fact that um, uh, very good ventures actually uses Block. It's I think it's the default state management. Uh, it comes with a very good CLI. So when you are setting up a very good CLI, you would have to use Block here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're a big proponents of Block, and I guess it's because they have Felix underneath the hood, or, or, or sorry, uh, at the helm, or, or part of the team at least, right? Okay. Um, yeah, I I never used very good CLI, but I've looked at it before, and I'm thinking to use it, and I forgot about it. <laughs> I haven't had to start up another Flutter app for quite some time. All right. Um, so okay, so use very good CLI. You're gonna get the flavors. Um, but I think the tricky part is actually setting up the different environments, right? So you actually have to create three different projects within Firebase. Is that right to make this happen? Yeah, 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 yeah I did. I had to create three different environments. Um, flavor dev for dev stage and production. Uh, it wasn't really, really difficult. Uh, it's just the normal things you have to do to set up your manual Firebase. And that was really it. Um, it wasn't really difficult. But how do you manage the, the different configurations, right? Is that because with the flavors, you have different uh, main files, I believe? Yeah, you, you have different entry files for, for each of the other um, colleagues for each of the flavors. So you, you have a different main entry file because when um, CLI does the configuration for you, uh, you're going to see them all in your lib folder. Um, so there's a all different main files for each of this product and each of this project on Firebase. So when you create them, you have to create it just in line with what um, CLI has created, the CLI has created. So you'd be able to run each of these uh, environments uh, easily. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but um, because you're using flavors, right, you cannot add runtime changes. You have to only do this basically before you run the app. You have to choose which flavor you want to run, right? Yes, yes. You would have to choose what flavor you want to run. Like, you can decide to like. I think it's even possible to like run the three of them at the same time. If if your system is capable of doing that, you could have different emulators and run uh, all three of these flavors on um, different emulators if you, if you'd like. It's it's possible to do that. We have somebody in the audience who I think calls you their guy, Mizzy Throne. Is this your friend? Mm. Sorry, what's his name? Mizzy, M-I-Z-Z-Y, Throne, T-H-R-O-N-E. Uh, I'm not familiar with that name, actually. <laughs> I don't know, he calls you his guy, so maybe he knows you. Uh, you're his guy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. <laughs> okay, I just want to shout out in case you knew the guy. Um, yeah, okay, so, all right. Um, let me think for a second what I want to say next. Okay, so... You got your flavors configured, you got your Firebase configured. Uh, and then basically the next step is just run which uh, flavor you want, right? To make this kind of all yeah. work. So then um, after you, you get it running, um, I mean, uh, so the Firebase configuration, how does it know which one to use though? Because like you have to have three different like plist files for iOS and three different other kind of files. I, I forgot which one, I think it's a JSON file for, for Android. Like, how does it know which one to choose? And how do you keep them separated? You have a different name or something? 
So when uh, when you are creating the Firebase, um, first of you'd actually give them different names, and each of these projects is going to have uh, a different uh, JSON JSON file. Now, but what separates this JSON file from each of them would be the SHA key. There's an SHA key to like separate this uh, or thing to them. So uh, to get that SHA key, you just have to write and run in a basic command in your in your terminal. And after running that command, you get um, these SHA keys and then you add them to your JSON and files and then uh, you'll be good to go. So the JSON folders and um, the JSON files is what like actually differentiates all of them. So yeah, each of each each of the folders where you probably you have um the where you'd have um these flavors you have for staging, development, and production. Yeah, they are going to put those JSON files in those and um, three separate folders. That's how they're going to be differentiated. But I mean, the way iOS and stuff like that works is that they're all like separate, right? Um, how do I say this? I mean, what about the naming of the files, right? So if I remember correctly, uh, with iOS and stuff, you have to have the file name exactly, right? Exactly, I forgot what it is, googleinfo.plist or something like that. There's nothing like that for, there's no issues with the naming of the files for the different types of flavors? Mm, I don't, there's, there's no issues with the naming of the file. Um, where they would have to like have different names is when you are creating the, the project. Um, when you're registering your Flutter project in Firebase, um, for each of them, you would have to like specify age of the production, like when creating the, the package name for, um, for these different projects. When you're creating a different project, um, the package names have, need to have, um, um, the different stage names. It's, Whatever your, your pack, your package name is dot dev, um, package name dot, um, staging and package name dot production. So yeah, they are, you really need to have separate names on when you're creating your Flutter project or, um, and then when you get your, um, what they call it, uh, your view dot, uh, default, um, view dot gradle file. Um, I think those stores have already been set up by, um, what they call it, um, by the very good venture CLI. So we don't really have any issues there, except perhaps you, you change the name from exactly what they have. Like mine, uh, what I did was, um, the, what I gave to my package names, um, I think on the default ones on, on, uh, created by a very good CLI, you'd have, um, staging, um, which I think would be spelled fully. Perhaps, um, so you can actually just go to your Gradle file and just make little changes and that will be fine. But where most changes will be taking place and maybe the file names and all will be in the Flutter project, not basically on, on your Flutter project. All right. Um, now, okay. So after connecting everything and then, I mean, I think everything just works, right? I mean, there's not much special after that, right? I think the hardest part is getting the flavors going. Yeah, there's no much doing there. There's just that's just basically it. You wouldn't really have to do so much work, um, so long as we're very good CLI does the whole work for you. Yeah, so that's that's just a bunch of whole thing. Um, when I was writing the article, I I just had to like okay, like show them what files you would be messing around with. Um, so 
they will get an idea of uh, the kind of setup they would have to do um, if they were doing it manually. So outside that, that's just basically the whole thing. And when um, one more thing, when you create when you're creating that, you know, you have to create for both Android and um, and then and iOS. So for the Google services or JSON, that has to go into for a separate file. And then when it comes for the iOS, you have to go into Xcode to put in those, um, uh, because uh, for I, iOS, it's called Google services.info.plist. Um, so the, those uh, files would also have to, you still have to go to Xcode and, um, and place them in their own folder. Yeah, but aside those that setup, that's just all of it that you need to do. And then everything is up and running. No much work. Well, of course, you also need to add in your, your SHA-1 and your SHA-256 keys to uh, set up Google, right? The SHA-1 and the SHA-1 keys are, are going to work for both. Um, um, it's going to, you would have to add that for, I think, uh, both of them, I guess. Well, I think it's just, you just need just um, that one and then it generates the Google services and then you go for Apple and then you add the same SHP because I, I think basically both of them will be the same. Um, there be no really changes in the SHA keys. So just add them and then these files get generated for you and then you can place them in your, your files. The reason why you are adding an SHA key basically is for Google sign it to actually work because without the SHA key, uh, it's not going to work and Google signing is not going to work because Google signing was not actually used here. So if you don't have Google signing, like, uh, you don't, if you don't have SHA one keys in your Google, your, um, Google services or JSON here, it's not going to work. So that's one of the basic reasons why you should need the SHA SH one key. Uh, your Google services of chess and tabs. What do you think is the most tricky part of, of getting this kind of working? Is it just setting up the flavors, you think, if you don't use a very good CLI? or uh, Because I know Firebase is also quite a bit of configuration too, right? Is there anything that you think in particular that's very confusing and people need to pay attention to? Um, well, nothing really confusing. Um, uh, if you've been using um, using this for a very long time, like I, what I was learning... Um, Florida, I played a lot with um, Firebase. I played a, 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 around it a lot. So it, it wasn't really hard for me to get everything set up. But it's, um, I think navigating uh, Firebase is quite easy. Um, there's no really tricky part to creating this um, Firebase CLI. Um, you just have to like read the hints that they give to you. And what, what makes um, Fire, Firebase quite easy to me, um, for every place you go, you'd probably see a docs that you have to read, um, that will have actually like give you directions to do whatever you want to do. So, um, I don't think it's really difficult to go around. Yeah. And there's nothing really tricky about it. It's quite straightforward. Uh, the only place you probably might have issues, um, I may be navigating Xcode because to me, uh, for some reason, Xcode is kind of a little bit complicated if you're not, um, if you're not used uh, to that particular environment, unlike um, Android Studio, that's quite straightforward. Uh, yeah. So the whole navigation thing in Xcode is just 
or it's just all over. So you just have to be really careful while you're doing that. Yeah. Um, this is true. I mean, it depends on if you're actually using Firebase. I feel like everybody's using Firebase except for me. I, I really dislike Firebase. Uh, I'm sorry to say that, but, um, I'm not a big fan of, of what do you call the document based, uh, schema style of Firebase. But, um, yeah, also I just feel really, I don't know. I'm so used to building my own backends that it's, uh, hard for me to, to get away from that. You know, I love Postgres too much to let go and give, give it up for, for this, but I know that it does make it easier. Um, if you are using, you know, if you're brand new to flutter, right, you need to get going. You don't really want to build up a whole backend. It takes a long time to do. So I can understand that side just for me. It, ugh, I don't know. I had too many issues in the past with Firebase. I also don't really like making cloud functions and stuff. I feel like, I don't know. I just feel strange about cloud functions. That's, that's me though. Uh, so if it works for you, that's, that's fine. Uh, do you know if they're going to be adding in Dart soon? I think I heard some talk about adding in Dart to to this to like Firebase Cloud Functions. Uh, not really. I've 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 not heard about that. I don't I've not heard about that yet. Yeah, I've heard that a couple of times, but I mean theoretically, you could just use Dart and then just use Dart to JS and convert it over, right? I think to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. It, if if that's if they do that, it would be really great. It really good because um, that see, that's um I've actually looked uh, looked for projects that has been started up in that and m- most of them I find are quite uh are not um really working anymore. I've I've tried checking a lot of things about uh, projects that were like purely on that and it must go if that is possible and and it has a Firebase support that that would be really that would be really cool crazy. Yeah, because uh, it means um, a lot of persons should be able to do a lot of things with uh, with that. Um, that would be really nice. Uh, after looking at your app, right? So what's cool about your your blog is that you do show a working example. I think the only thing that would be better um, for your app is if you can actually put like some kind of uh, visual element on the page to let people know what environment that they're in. So I have a, a client app that we wrote and at runtime, we actually switch servers between production and staging. So before you even log in, we actually double tap somewhere on the screen and that's going to bring up a dialogue when you says, do you want to go to production or do you want to staging? And then you can switch before you log in. It's pretty cool. Um, and if you go to staging in the corner will be a little uh, ribbon, you know, that debug ribbon you have when you're stuff, when you're running, yeah, 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 yeah. we actually took that ribbon and we just changed it to say staging on the side. So that way, because what would happen is like, as we're developing for the client, he wants to test it on his device and we say, okay, change your device to staging. Here's a new build. And then he would forget which environment he's in. And then he's like, okay. And then he would, we would say, okay, this code works in staging, but not in production. He would switch to production and say, it's not working. He sends a screenshot. And then we could say, oh, you see, there's no staging banner. So you're in production. So it made life much easier. So I think if you could add a visual element to the, to the page to show that you're in what flavor you're using. That would help. Other than, I mean, you you can see it when the dialogue comes up, but before that would be would be a great thing to have. Yeah, uh, that would be. I, I saw I saw I saw um, um, ways of doing that. Um, I just didn't add it um, while I was doing it because um, I was thinking the um, the image I had, the very good ventures stuff, um, or just had uh, those. 
uh, ability to where you were trying to log in. If you notice, if you check the demo app, um, where you're trying to log in with um, Google signing, it's going to show you, um, to actually log in into this particular stuff, but you won't be able to choose you. So, but I would consider adding that to, to the app. So just to make things easy, like you said. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I did see how to do, do that, but I just didn't add it. Yeah. It makes life pretty easy. It's correct. That might be nice for a follow-up article is that people are, so we have a, we have a question in the audience, but uh, to me, it's not so clear about what they want to do. Um, I guess I can call him, call this individual Mr. Treasure. Uh, I don't know if it's O-B-I-S-K-E, Treasure. Uh, ask, is it possible to use your method to build the same app with different configuration all at once? I think that answer is yes. Uh, it seems like a very vague question, so I asked him for some more information. But um, yeah. judging judging by the fact that we have a lot of people joining to watch this live stream, actually, uh, compared to normal amount of people that we have, I think this article is pro- quite uh, popular, and I think that you can expand upon flavors more to show people how to use them to their advantage. I think it's a, it's a good idea. So maybe if you can show in another article, you know, how to show which flavor you're in, that would be, uh, I think a really great follow-up article for people. I think I'll do that and then probably ask you code magic team to like update it. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, really thinking it was like going to be this popular. Because there are other articles that have actually been written on this particular topic, um, which are on Flutter documentations. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of them. But writing this and um, a lot of persons saying it's really good and it was like quite educative. Uh, I wasn't expecting that, but it's it's cool. So to make it even better for them, so they will be able to use it as much. I will take your advice and yeah, make it um, a little. But uh, be it, uh, more interactive for them so that they would use it well to their advantage. Yeah, I mean, I had a similar situation where I created a video about how to do something with Postgres, and I knew it was going to be useful for people, but I didn't know it was going to be so popular. Like it blew up on Reddit. I was really surprised and happy, obviously, because I got a bunch of followers from it. But in the end, uh, I was very surprised because I I knew it would be somewhat interesting, but I didn't know it was going to be that interesting. So. For something that maybe you think this article is very simple for you, right? But some things that are very simple for you are difficult for others or they never think about it. So it's always good to publish your knowledge, right? Yeah. Um, it's, 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 um, one of the, I think this is the best feeling about writers when you write something and like people are like, wow, this is good and it really helps me. Uh, I think there's no, um, other feeling that's like better than that write something and people like it and they're like it makes you want to do more yeah but i mean it's it's really nice it makes me like come on uh, i think i can even do more for this for the community it's it's really nice yeah have you have you approached or no maybe this is for for code magic oh, okay i was just thinking have you, have you talked to very good very good ventures about your article to see if they also want to post about it but i think this, this article is about for code magic so they would maybe wouldn't wouldn't want that to happen but I, did, I do think it's a it's a very good uh, way to do it. Uh, cool. Um, like I said, do you think you want to expand more on on flavors and do more articles about how to use flavors in your Flutter app? Uh, uh, well, perhaps maybe I, would, I should do more. Um, 
I'm sorry, but are you talking of doing it here? Probably expanding or maybe talking about it more here. Um, no, I'm thinking make separate articles, right? Keep it very simple and small. Like what I like about your article too is that it wasn't, it wasn't in it wasn't in depth, but it was in depth enough that people can understand what's going on. And you didn't, I didn't have to think so much. I could literally copy and paste to to match what you wanted, right? That was also good too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's correct. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll do something um, a bit more um, in depth for for this article. So yeah. Yeah, I think I'll do something like that because it, it looks like since it's um, actually looks uh, like people really, really need this a lot, uh, especially uh, for junior developers who maybe just landed a job. Uh, yeah, they would really need this knowledge to like really get started up in their job, stuff like that. Uh, because while I was actually writing it, my, my, my aim were not for like newbies. It was like targeted towards, um, uh, probably intermediate and developers. Yeah. So that was the aim. But maybe I need to break it down more so that uh, even newbies will be able to understand and be able to use the chat as well. I don't know. Newbies may be a little bit hurtful for some people, right? Maybe uh, <laughs> beginners or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> beginners. Yeah. Sorry about that. I don't need to say sorry for me. I'm not a newbie. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, I was like, um, Watching, uh, from, I was, was it? I was listening to one of your podcasts, um, I think where you were like really, really talking about how, um, you were, you were in your company, in a company where you were asked to build an iOS app and stuff like that. And you were like, it was kind of, I don't know if you said it was kind of difficult, but, um, you tried React Native and, uh, it wasn't really going well for you. And, and then you tried, um, and then you came along and saw Flutter, uh, really looking quite easy for you. So yeah, um, I think you said you were, you're already like 16 years in the industry or 10 years or so. Um, uh, so yeah, obviously you're not senior B. Should call you probably a senior developer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my background is I, people come to me with all kinds of crazy stuff and I have to do all kinds of crazy stuff every single day. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a beginner developer, but I would say, I'm maybe beginner, no, no, I wouldn't say beginner, maybe intermediate to advanced for Flutter. I'm still working my way around it. Cause you know, Flutter is too big, right? I don't want to say I'm an expert. Uh, I can't say that because it's just too big. There's too many things to pick up, right? It's, it's, it's really big. The, the, echo, the ecosystem is really big. Uh, aside from the fact that, um, there's, um, Development manager one code base for just um, Android and iOS. And you have that for Windows and you also now have that for browser. Like you can actually create websites. Uh, it's really big. And then you, you now have so many tools, like, uh, so many widgets at your advantage can actually use to create a, a particular thing. And it's really quite difficult to get around those widgets. And, and with the fact that even new ones even keep coming out uh, every day with new releases, uh, it's quite large. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm not totally convinced on the web part, but the other platforms I'm pretty convinced about. Um, I need more time. I think web is still not quite there yet in comparison with the others, but yeah, it's, I think the biggest pain I have is that there's no hot code reload for for web, so it's hard for me to say, okay, this is good, right? 
I, I really would like to have that. To me, without Hakuo Rilo, it's not Flutter. I, I, I can't, I, I can't say it is. I'm sorry. No matter what you say, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Yeah, uh, Flutter was not like really built for the web. Though I've, I've, I've actually made an app uh, using the web. I created a. It was for a client. Uh, I and my team we created a, a web, uh, a web voting platform for a particular organization. It was. Uh, one issue I had with um, uh, Flutter Web is the the load time. It's it takes a lot of time to load. Um, uh, at that time when it loads, it, then after after the first load, it becomes fast because it, it catches it catches in the browser's memory and then probably from subsequently it becomes a little bit fast, but not as um, fast as you would use uh, the native languages like probably React or Vue, but yeah, Flutter Web is not like really there yet, but I've experimented with it. Uh, I've used it to build uh, an app to production. It's okay, but that loading time to me, it's, it's, it's really awful. Uh, I think if probably they'll be able to do something about it, then yeah, I think it should be really nice. Uh, you know what I really like about this uh, Flutter Web is the fact that you still have to, it's the same code you like literally have to use on your iOS or probably Android device that same thing that runs on the browser. And man, it's, it's really cool. I, I, I don't really need to go learn something else to like really build stuff on the web. It's, it's really nice. Um, it's really nice. I, same widgets I could actually use for the real devices. Same thing that runs on the platform. This, it's, this, it's really mind blowing. I don't know how they did it, but it's, it's, it's really crazy. Yeah, well, to me, I, I think I would like really give kudos to the Flutter team for that. It's it's really amazing. It looks like your your guy Mizzy came back with a question. This is piggybacking on the question from uh, Mr. Treasure. He asks, um, if you want to build for different regions and you have different configuration for each region, um. If it's possible to use the method of uh, what do you call that of the flavors to inject those configurations on build, um, I don't really get it. But uh, when he's talking about region, uh, I mean, I think regions could be maybe maybe APEC, like Asia or North America, maybe something like that. Region is hard to say, right? Depends on how you divide up your regions. So basically, it sounds like different different. Um, yeah, basically split up your app into different types of sections, right? So like I said, maybe if you have one app for Asia, one app for Africa, one app for North America, something like that. Is it possible to use the idea of flavors to do something like that? Uh, perhaps I, I do not know because um, I don't think I've tried something like that. Neither have I seen um, probably a documentation in respect to that using in different regions. So, um, Issued. I don't know. I've, I've really not seen anything concerning that. But I would, if, if it's possible, maybe I'll just make a research, a few research, and then um, maybe write an article about it and publish it. So it should be. Well, that's a very good question, and, and it's good because I'd have to make research on that. But yeah, I'll be able to like give an answer about that. Yeah, Mizzy. Um, here's my own take on this: is that I believe it depends on how you do your configuration. I think the point of flavors is all about configuration, right? 
So if upon build you want to have a different build time configuration, then I think flavors should be a way to go. But it depends on you know what you're trying to configure, etc. Right? It's really hard to say without having more concrete configuration questions, right? So if each region has a different Firebase configuration, then obviously you can see that this can work. Um, it just depends on what kind of configuration you want to do. And for the regions, right? I mean, if you're uploading the app to the App Store, you have to somehow describe what each app is, which it's it's been done, right? Sometimes like for uh, HSBC Bank, I have HSBC Bank, I have to download the HSBC HK Bank uh, app from my phone. And there's also UK, etc. right? So if that's going to be one way you do it, I think you can do it. Just make sure you make it very clear in your app. That's uh, that's my input. Cool. And if there's no more questions, uh, I think your article is, that, again, very clear, very concise, very to the point. I didn't think I had any problems trying to follow it. Um, I was pretty happy with it. And uh, I'm looking forward to see if you can do a whole flavor part. And it seems like you also have some fans your guy, Mizzy, and uh, Mr. Treasure are looking forward to the next article about, about flavors. Yeah, uh, uh, since a lot of persons are looking forward to it, then I have to do, I would really have to do that, yeah. Okay, then, if, if nothing else, then I really thank you for your time. And uh, again, thanks for, for taking the time to come on here. And uh, maybe I'll have you back again soon.